You're listening to Prosperous Coach Podcast with host Rhonda Hess, helping you to choose a smart coaching niche and launch your coaching business with confidence. Hi, coaches. This episode is a creative exploration of how personality can affect your choice of a coaching niche. When I work with coaches to help them determine their niche, I ask a lot of questions to uncover clues that when they're strung together, they they point us to a natural possibility or two or three for them. I've been playing with this idea for years that coaches often have a natural inclination that can have a big influence on what type of audience and, and niche will fit them the best. And this is not usually a conscious choice, but rather a subconscious leaning. So over the years, I've decided to call these archetypes. And in this episode, I'm going to explain those five major archetypes that I've come up with and how they emerge to influence the direction of a coaching business. So the five major archetypes are teacher, healer, pure coach, icon, and CEO. And I'm going to go through all of these. But let me start with a few caveats, because not every coach will have one crystal clear archetype. And you might not relate to any of these archetypes, and that's okay. After all, these all come out of my own experience with my clients and colleagues, and of course, myself. And for some people, this archetype isn't yet awakened until they actually launch their business and try some things out and something blooms within them. I'll use myself as an example here. See, I I had no idea when I decided to become a coach that three years in, I'd be developing coach certification curriculum and teaching other coaches how to coach. I didn't know that I'd launch a new and specific business 12 years ago to help coaches choose a smart niche and launch with confidence. See, I didn't intend any of that when I decided to become a coach. And what I believe is that you too will have surprising twists and turns in your business and you'll realize skills you didn't know you have or you'll develop new skills that wow, you're just so excited that you have them. And it's kind of like that for me right now with podcasting. I had no idea I would love this so much, and I really do love it. I hope you're enjoying it. So let's start with the teacher archetype. Now, if you fit the teacher archetype, then you have a strong leaning towards teaching. And it's born out of your own ideas, not someone else's. And that's a key distinction that I want to emphasize. See, it might happen something like this. You you struggle mightily with something. In my case, it was trying to figure out my own coaching niche. And your sense of determination kicks in full force. So you decide you're going to study this problem that you're having from all sides. And it becomes a bit of an obsession. And you might fall on your face a few times in the studying. And it doesn't really matter because you're like a dog after a bone. You're going to figure this out. So this 
drive to solve is a big part of the teacher archetype. And at first, you're not thinking about helping others with this problem. You just simply want to solve it for yourself. But at some point when your ideas start to have a positive effect on you, you realize that you're not the only one with this very difficult challenge. Is any of this starting to resonate with you? You may or may not be the teacher archetype, but just look for yourself in this. So you begin to look at things at what I would call the meta level. You know, while transforming yourself, you're also continuing to study the problem and develop a system or a model. You know, maybe unbeknownst to you, you have a gift for that, for breaking complex things down into steps. You write them down and you make it make sense. If you're a teacher archetype, this is often the way you respond to challenges. It starts with a personal journey of transformation around a key problem, and then from sheer grit and your own experiential study, you create the solution and then offer it to others. And often, but not always, the services that you'll offer will be B2B, business to business. I want to give you another example of this archetype. Tammy Stackelhouse of the Fibromyalgia Coaching Institute. Tammy's struggle with her own fibromyalgia turned into a coaching business serving others who have fibromyalgia and then quickly became an institute where she trains other coaches who also had fibromyalgia in her system to help others take back control of their lives from this physical challenge. Wow. Huh? I mean, <laughs> you've got to check out Tammy's website. It's fibromyalgiacoachinginstitute.com. And I want you to notice how specific and narrow Tammy's niche is. But she's made this into a super successful coaching business that is able to help many, many more people than she can possibly coach by herself. But maybe you can see how your coaching business model would be affected by knowing or discovering that studying your own experience as you evolve, teaching and solving is a natural drive you have. So if you can relate to that, you might fit this teacher archetype. And if so, I think your coaching niche would be best something very specific, fitting one narrow audience, a group who shares the problem you had, and you will create the solution from your own unique perspective, but not by learning it from someone else. Okay, let's move to the next archetype, which is the healer. And similar to the teacher archetype, the healer archetype is born out of a personal challenge. If this fits you, you've experienced something deeply personal and possibly even traumatic, maybe in your youth or adulthood. I know it seems like we could all fit this archetype, but not everybody has the inclination to heal themselves or others. So in this archetype, you heal yourself through various means. You, you have a natural inclination to help others who have felt the same source of pain that you have that has created so many difficulties in adulthood. The way that the healer archetype is different from the teacher archetype is that 
the personal transformation doesn't necessarily become a mentally driven study that results in a desire to teach. Instead, it's like a a heart-based desire to hold space for another person as they work with the fallout of their trauma towards a whole and healthy existence. And let me just put brackets around this because we all know coaching is not the same thing as therapy. So if you are a healer archetype and you build a coaching business around this type of transformation, it will require additional training to be ethical. Let me give you an example. I had the pleasure recently of interviewing Jennifer Devu, who has a popular meditation podcast called Tune Into You. You've got to experience this. I love Jennifer's podcast. <laughs> I've become a lover of a lot of podcasts, but Tune Into You is very special. You can find her show on any podcast app and also you can find it at her website, which is jenniferdevoo.com. And that's and her last name is spelled D-A-V-O-U-S-T. I'll have the link to her page and anyone else I mentioned today on this episode's show notes at prosperouscoach.com slash 12. Jennifer experienced a pretty traumatic childhood, and then she transformed her life from what she defined as directionless and worthlessness to confidence, courage, and a life that really lights her up. And you can read her personal story on her website. But now she is putting herself out there as a self-love specialist. And she combines coaching and meditation and hypnotherapy to support others who want to learn to love themselves. And this is something a lot of us are challenged by, but it often runs in the background as low self-esteem, perfectionism, self-judgment, anxiety. Her podcast is how people find her. And if you listen to it, you'll hear how she uses her buttery voice. It's such a great voice. And hypnotherapy to soothe us all. You can see that this type of support in the healer archetype is usually directed at individuals rather than entrepreneurs or companies. So it's B2C, business to consumer, rather than B2B, business to business. Another example of the healer archetype is Julie Clough, and she has a business called Build a Life After Loss, and you can find that .com out there, Build a Life After Loss. Julie tragically lost two children in a car accident, and of course, her reality just shifted to one of just coping day to day. But three years in, she had this realization that she could honor her kids and also live a purposeful, joy-filled life. And so now Julie helps women who have lost children to build a life of purpose and joy. She's trained in grief coaching. And there's a particular model she's following to help her clients. So now let's move on to the third archetype, and I call this pure coach. This is someone who loves coaching in its most pure forms. These coaches are most likely to call themselves life coaches or something similar. They tend to crave learning and often fall in love with the tenets 
of a coaching model or a, a system that someone else has created. For example, a Tony Robbins coach or a John Maxwell coach. Some of these coaches don't even want to run a business of their own. And so they may find coaching firms to represent them or be hired by a corporation to coach for internally. Many leadership and corporate coaches fit this archetype. But there are others in this archetype that will create their own business. And the way that they serve will be largely guided by that coaching model that they love so much. I recently did an on-air coaching session with Marshall Stern. It's episode 11. And so you can find that at prosperouscoach.com slash 11. I'm guessing that Marshall fits this pure coach archetype, but I didn't actually ask him about it in the session. So of course, it's up to him whether he would call himself the pure coach archetype. Now let's move on to the fourth archetype, which is called icon. The icon archetype fits a person for whom coaching is a just a small part of a much larger and often kind of grand business model. In fact, the individual might not even be a trained or certified coach, but they have natural coaching and motivational skills. Think Tony Robbins, Marie Forleo, Danielle Laporte. All of these people have a big, big personality and a strong desire to be a publicly recognized figure. Someone might have discovered them, recognized their star factor, and backed a venture where they are the face, voice, and personality of the company. These people are likely to write books, speak on big stages, get TV interviews or other high-profile media appearances. And I just want to bracket this by saying That doesn't mean that the other archetypes wouldn't also do these things, but it's the way that these people do these things. They're big and bold. Some coaches or other experts might end up being the icon archetype only after they started from one other archetype. Have you ever heard of Allie Brown? She's been on ABC's Secret Millionaire and several other TV channels. She was named Entrepreneurial Guru for Women by Business News Daily. She puts on these large and usually fairly well-known events, particularly in the coaching community and, and business community, entrepreneurial community. For many years, her event was called Shine and was this big annual event Her latest event, interestingly enough, is called Iconic. (laughs) But what most people don't know is how Allie started. I met her back when she took the coach training that I co-authored at Coach Training Alliance. Close after that, she did a very smart thing. She wrote an ebook to help entrepreneurs create an e-zine, which is now called a blog, She was first to the market offering a very affordable step-by-step how-to. So do you recognize the teacher archetype in her? 
Now and for the last 15 years, Allie Brown has been a glamorous star of her own empire. And if you have aspirations to be a big name like that, to own the big stage, you might fit the icon archetype yourself. And it's going to affect some of your decisions about the kind of niche and target audience you're going to choose, the kind of business model you're going to have, and how you're going to essentially need some money to invest in these big opportunities. The last archetype I want to talk about is called CEO. I'm just testing this one out because I haven't had personal experiences with coaches or clients or colleagues who who fit this. But I knew that an option was missing in the pantheon of my coach archetypes. So similar to the icon archetype, this person has big dreams and goals. And it might look like this. They become a professional coach, and then they build a firm of their own with a stable of other coaches who all serve a particular industry. Or they build a multi-employee company that isn't necessarily centered on coaching as the service, but it incorporates coaching principles or models into a larger idea. So I don't have an example for you of this, but I'm sure that you have run across coaching firms before. And usually I would say it's likely that the person who was the founder of that, and maybe I should call it the founder archetype, but they probably have this archetype going in them. So I hope you like these archetypes. I hope it's given you some clues. I'm so glad you tuned in to Prosperous Coach Podcast. Please share this episode with other coaches. And if you're listening on the iTunes podcast app, review this show. Joel Bass did my theme music. Thanks, Joel.